0: people, enter thou into thy chambers, and shut thy doors about thee, hide thyself, as if it were for a little moment, until the indignation be overpassed. Greetings friends, welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Website can be found at www.scriptureandprophecy.com Well friends, strange times we are living in. I wanted to just take a few minutes, create a very short podcast, and just encourage you a little bit in the faith. We're going to do that by actually looking at scriptures, not just the opinions of men and uh, I want to first start by just acknowledging that I I see how and I understand how stressful and bleak the times appear to be right now as we look at the entire world shutting down Um Most of the United States is completely shut down with the exceptions of the necessities, groceries, gas. Things are getting strange and the headlines are getting more and more uh, depressing every day, right? I just want to remind you that God is the one who is in control. You know, I like that verse from Isaiah. Isaiah. It's been one of my favorites uh, related to end times um, since I started this project many, many years ago. And it's from, the, it's from Isaiah chapter 26, and it's verses 20 through 21. It says, Come, my people, enter into thy chambers and shut the doors about thee. Hide thyselves as if it were for a little moment. Just a, li- just a little moment until the indignation be overpassed, which means the wrath. For behold, the Lord cometh out of his pit place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. Right now, it's, you know, and this hasn't even been going on for very long. What, the lockdown's been a week or two, not even two weeks yet in the United States of America, but it feels, feels like a really long time, doesn't it? We need to remember that this will pass. This will not last forever. Now, I know uh, that I understand that it seems like there's all these wicked evil agendas behind all of this, right? And there might be, you know, wicked men, wicked powers, the devil and his minions always plotting evil never let a crisis go to waste and yes I'm sure they have some very terrible plans for all of us right but just because evil men wicked spirits just because they plot to do evil and they intend to do evil and they intend to use this crisis for evil doesn't mean that they will succeed right there have been many things over the years where they've wanted to do something terrible and have failed because at the end of the day it's really up to God and so it doesn't matter what their wicked plans are what their wicked agenda is and how this all began and what they're trying to accomplish that doesn't mean that they will accomplish it they can't accomplish anything if the church were on its face before God we're going to revisit that again. We're going to go look at Second Chronicles again before I wrap up. I want to remind us what Psalm says. Um, Psalm, uh, well, let's start with Psalm 37, 25. Because we need to remember not to be afraid. Not to be scared. God is going to take care of his own. Do not lose heart. Do not lose faith. David says in Psalm 37.25. I have been young and I have been old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his seed begging bread. That's a powerful, powerful verse. You know, I mentioned Monday that sometimes God will use these situations to kind of strip the world away from his people. To get people to get on their face and pray. And repent and this could be a great time of a great and magnificent harvest of souls this could be a time of great revival as the walls are closing in around the entire world and people are having to take a look in the mirror and take inventory of their lives first Peter He tells us this in chapter 4, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as if though some strange thing has happened to you. He's saying, don't be surprised by this, but rejoice, he says in verse 13, as much as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory should be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit and the glory of God rested upon you. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. I think it's strange when these things happen. These trials are meant to test. But God's people are not to live in fear. Isaiah says, hide just for a little moment. Just go into your chamber and hide for a little moment until it overpasses. And it will pass, my friends. Or Christ may appear in the sky. This would be a great opportunity to reconnect with people in your own household. With your children, with your parents, or with your spouse. This would be a great opportunity to peel the world off of you and... Really get into the word and focus on God. Do not be afraid. Yes, things look bleak. Yes, they have evil plans planned. Of course they do. They always do. This is nothing new. But God will take what is meant for evil and turn it for good. All things work together for the good of those who love him. Amen. You know, it's times like this that show you what you really believe. They really kind of shows who you really are in these kind of circumstances. When things are hard, when things are bleak, are you a person of faith and of hope? Or are you a person of fear and despair? Do you think of others in these times of crisis, or do you think of only yourself? These situations are like a mirror that you can't get away from because it just really reveals what's in your heart. I will admit when this first started happening, I was really, really uneasy. But after Monday, I fasted and prayed and I just felt the peace of God upon me. And I've just been at peace, believing and hoping that this will pass. If, if God's people will actually repent if God's people will actually get on their faces and so you're seeing all you're seeing all these headlines right that are that are trying to guess how long this is going to take some say 18 months right you've seen those scary headlines could be 18 months all these scientists have their little graphs of oh it's going to peak here and then it'll go down for a while and then it might peak again in the fall and let me just tell you man's wisdom is worthless God is the one who will determine when this ends. And I believe that determination and how long this goes on is, uh, all depends on how long it takes the church to be humbled. How long it takes for God's people to admit their sins, to get on their face and repent before God. Not the world. God's people. Let's go to Second Chronicles, and here's the thing. We always read verse 14, but we never read the verse before that, verse 13, which really speaks loudly to the situation that we're in. So let's go to Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 13 and 14, not just 14. Here's what he says. God says, if I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or I command the locusts to devour the land. By the way, remember all the locust stories we've been covering since January? It's completely destroyed the food supply in some areas in Africa. It's started to move its way into Asia. That's still happening, by the way. Um, I don't have the headline pulled up for me, but it looks like the last headline I saw was that the locusts were still going strong and moving into the Middle East. Um, I'll see if I have it real quick for you. see if I can pull it up uh, fairly quickly. But yeah, that that's a, we've kind of forgotten about that issue. It says, Plague of locusts set to descend upon the Middle East in time for Passover. So that thing, that is still happening. So God says, if, if I shut up to heaven and there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people. By the way, pestilence, that's talking about a pandemic. That's talking about what we're dealing with right now. A plague. If I send pestilence among my people. He says, so if I do these things, if I cause a drought, if I cause locusts to devour the land, if I send a pestilence among my people, if I do these things, here's how you solve the problem. Verse 14, if my people, which are called by my name. I want us to notice something. He didn't say if the heathen, if the non-believer, if the sinners... Or insert whatever group you want to insert. He says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. So you want to know how long this is going to go on? However long it takes for that to happen however long it takes for God's people which are called by his name to humble themselves, number one, pray, number two, seek his face, number three, and turn from their wicked ways, number four. The problem is is God's people have to acknowledge their wicked ways and turn from them. And I don't know how uncomfortable things are going to have to get before that'll happen. This is why I've called uh, this audience those of you who listen to me and we talk about righteousness and holiness and you guys know all this al- already but i'm speaking to maybe the new listeners you might come across the podcast as a result of searching for information because they're afraid and they're uh, wondering what's going on in the world right now but all of you who have been listening for years you already know this you already humble yourselves before god you already seek his face you already get on your knees and pray and repent of sin Always talk about how the the more holy and righteous that you become, the more closer you walk with God. The more you grow in repentance, because now you don't even, even the little things that you used to not even think about as a big deal anymore. Now you repent of those because you just so long to be in right standing with God. And of course, salvation comes through faith in Christ. We're not ta- that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being humbled. I'm talking about walking in God's ways. So so God says, you know, when I, when I, if I do these things, let me just read it without interrupting or giving any commentary. Let it sink into your heart. If I shut up heaven, there there be no rain. Or if I command the locusts to devour the land. Or if I send pestilence among my people. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. And you say, but Sean, don't you see the, the, the globalist or the evil elite or the wicked, you know, the wicked rulers? Look what they, they, they want to do, X, Y, Z. You know, this is all set up to do this and to do that. Let me remind you of Psalm 37, verses 12 through 15. The wicked plotteth against the just and gnashes upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he see that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow to cast down to the poor and the needy, and to slay such as be of an upright conversation. Their sword shall enter into their own heart, and their bow shall be broken. Yes, they are pl- they've got wicked plans. This is their dream come true. They've got their swords drawn and their bows pointed down at the poor and the needy and the upright. But God is laughing because he sees that their day is coming. And that sword that they have drawn, those bows that they have drawn back, It shall enter into their own hearts. If God's people will just repent of their sins and get on their faces and weeping and mourning and crying out to God. God can bring this to an end quickly. I'm choosing to have hope. Because the opposite of hope is despair. And I'm not going to live that way. I'm going to believe and have faith. I mean, Jesus said that if I have the faith of a mustard seed, I can tell a mountain to remove itself and be thrown into the sea. What can tens of thousands of people do who have faith of a mustard seed? Or even a hundred people? I wonder how many of you have been on your faces and praying and weeping and crying out to God since the podcast on Monday because I called for a thousand people, a thousand listeners. I hope that you have done that. Be encouraged, friends. Yes, this is is going to be hard. It's going to be uncomfortable, but it doesn't have to be what all these scary headlines are telling us it's going to be that's really up to the church I believe or maybe Messiah is a, his appearing maybe his appearing will, will be I have an interesting I'm, I can't I'm not going to share it today but I have an interest, interesting question or thought about Passover this year just with everything going on and I'm just thinking about Passover and so I'm going to do a video soon And we'll talk about Passover and what that could mean. Uh, But I need to think about how I want to present that because I want to present it with caution. Not make predictions or anything, but just to say, hey, this is interesting. So be looking forward to that. I want to end by just letting you know that the book that I've been working on for six months um, is available now in the Amazon store. Right now, as I record this, it's only available on the Kindle edition. So the ebook edition which you can get on your cell phone or if you have a Kindle or a tablet or just about anything like that. Um, and really that's the best way to get it because you don't have to hope that Amazon shipping actually plays out. Um, it comes directly to your device and it's ready to go. Um, quick link for that, you can just go to www.scriptureandprophecy.com slash book and that'll direct you to the Amazon store where you can now get it. Um, Don't worry if you can't afford to buy the book. I'm going to be spending the next 30 weeks covering a devotional each week out of the book. Um, But if you do buy the book, that will support this work. Um, Like I said, the standard giving and things like that has been way down as of January. I don't know if it's because, like I said, maybe because of the fear and the things that are going on, uh, understandably. So this is a way that you can support uh, this work. And more importantly... It's a 30-day devotional that will kind of walk you through um, the first seven days. So the first week are really dedicated to pointing you to watching for the return of Messiah and how important that is. The second thing is that it kind of, uh, un, you know, unpacks some of the end time things that are going on and get you thinking about those. And then the third thing that it covers is it's it, it that I was trying to, get across is that your actions matter. So it's pointing you to Messiah. It's pointing you to the times that we're living in and it's pointing you to the fact that your actions matter. 30 day devotional. Uh, I've been working on it for 6 months and so I pray in the powerful name of Jesus that it's a blessing to those who would actually read it. The other way that you can be a super big blessing to me is if you do get it, if you would take the time to leave a 5 star rating and a comment on Amazon that kind of determines on where that book gets positioned and as far as people searching for that kind of information. So I've prayed. I've prayed hard for the whole process that God's hand would be upon it and that it would go forth and really just play a role in a revival around the world. People need to understand the times we're living in. People need to understand they need to be watching for Jesus and that their actions matter and that they need to be walking with Him. And I'm hoping because of the times that we're currently in right now that people will be more willing to take that seriously right right now I think the harvest is plentiful you know Jesus talks about that the problem is not the harvest the problem is we don't have very many laborers right very many people willing to go do the harvest right now people are scared rightfully so this is unprecedented the whole world being locked down much less just one country And not to mention what's going on socially and economically as a result. But because of that, people are going to be more willing to hear the good news. That there's salvation found in Jesus and the Son of God who came and died for our sins. And that whosoever shall believe upon him will be saved. And that you can trust him and that he will give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. They need to see the Christians and say, why aren't the Christians panicked? Why aren't they freaking out right now? Can't they see that there's no eggs and no meat and no toilet paper at the store? Can't they see that they're not allowed to leave their house? Why are they okay? We need to be ready to answer that question. It's because our hope is not in this world. We know that these kind of things are going to happen. We know that these birth pains are going to happen. We're waiting for the Savior. In the kingdom of God. That's all I'm going to talk this morning. I hope that you've been blessed. I hope that you've been encouraged. Remember, I know they're plotting evil, but God is laughing. The swords and the bows that they have drawn, pointed at us, it's going to turn on themselves. Faith and crying out to God is the answer to this problem. There's no political solution here, friends. The government can't save us. The medical system can't save us. Only God. Only God and God's mercy. And so we need to seek God's mercies. Who are new, who, whose mercies are new every morning. Make praying and communing with God your new job. As most of us are going to eventually be sent home. And remember that this will pass, that this will not last forever. Nothing does. And we can bring it to a swifter end if the church around the world will cry out to to the Lord, to the Prince of Peace. God longs to show mercy, He just needs His people to cry out. Be blessed. Peace and grace be with all of you. Till next time, God bless.